Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, everyone. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Line B, come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. I go in, I triple deke, I fake the goalie right out of his pads. I'm Mike. Tommy is not here. That's Kevin. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast. We do have two special guests, though. Yeah, I was going to get to that. This is the Definitive Mighty Ducks Podcast. Uh, Tommy is not here. He has fled to Mexico. Uh, we He's be- scouting. Yeah. Oh, I, I was not aware it was a scouting trip. That's okay. doing some hockey scouting. I see. I was not aware. So I thought he had just fled via Carnival Cruise Liner. And I was not sure. We're not still sure when he's going to come back, but uh, this marks three straight weeks. So we have gotten two replacements for him. There is uh, Macho and Mox are both here. And Kevin, explain who they are. Um, so Macho is technically my dog. Um, I got him my. Uh, sophomore year of high school and uh, so he's about like 13 years old now um, and uh, he's uh, the name is not very fitting he's afraid of pretty much everything uh, he's afraid of the dark he's afraid of the outside um, pretty much everything he's like lounging up against Mike right now it's yeah. pretty it's pretty adorable if you ask me uh, and then Moxie is my mom's dog my mom is in town uh, actually just moved to town um, so she's kind of crashing with me for a little while while she looks for a place. Um, so these two dogs are here and Moxie is her dog and I'm Moxie's around eight, maybe eight. I think we got her my sophomore year of college. Um, so, uh, she's been, she's been around for a little while. She's, uh, she's kind of a bitch. Wow. I mean, technically and, oh, that's and, <laughs> and literally that is true. Oh, she gave Kevin a look right there. Yeah, she's, um, she's got a bow in her hair, though. You guys will appreciate it. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Michael put a picture of them in the show. Yeah. Notes. Macho, anything to say to the crowd? He, he just sniffed the microphone. Not very talkative. We're not gonna, I'm not sure if they're going to have a repeat performance or not. Uh, before we get into our topic here, I am almost done getting the trivia going. Uh, I have 93 trivia questions, and I still have about 45 minutes left of D2 and then the whole of D3 to go. So once I finish that, I'll have the trivia questions locked down. Then we'll get into trivia maybe as soon as next week here. Uh, and the, the only other thing here is I was watching D2 today, actually, for the trivia. And if you guys are unaware, I got some... Mighty Ducks DVDs for Christmas and D2 is actually really it's like digitally remastered and all that so it actually looks pretty good and I'm watching it and there's a scene where Bombay at the beginning near the beginning pulls down the article from the wall of the skate shop uh it's 
about the Mighty Ducks' win over the Hawks. And way back in episode five, we did an episode on the media and kind of what all those articles said. But that one I could not see with the other version. Oh, but digitally remastered, you digitally could? remastered. I could see it, so I'm gonna I'm gonna let this you is, know. This is breaking news to me here. Yes, I'm gonna let you know what exactly that article said. Uh, before I get going, though, the subhead said that this is the Hawks' first loss since 1973, which is when Gordon lost the game. So they'd been undefeated for 19 years. Wait, that's no way, no possible way. The, I mean, it's in the newspaper. Uh, that's true. They can't lie. So 19 straight years of not only state championships, but undefeated records. Talk uh, about the pressure that goes along with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we did talk about like the streaks uh, in one episode. And 19 years without a loss it has to be right up there with the top ones. Anyway. The Wait. So, okay. So, hang on. Just, just real quick aside. Uh-huh. So... How many games do they play in a season? I mean, if you go by the big board, 14. 14 games per season. Plus playoffs, plus another three games of playoffs. So you're looking at 17. It's like 160, 170, like 17, close around there. We'll say 17 in a row times 19. That's 323 games in a row. Wait. Oh, man. I guess it would be 322. They lost. Oh, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking 10, 10 years in a row instead of 19 years in a row. Yeah. 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 Wow. I mean, yeah. that's, I mean, that's, that'll never be touched. I don't think so either. So, I mean, it's really one of the underreported sports stories of the last century here. Wow. Let's go into this article, though. So, this is the article from the Ducks' win over the Hawks. Did you just say Ducks's? The Ducks's. Yeah, I added another S on there. <laughs> uh, and it, it goes a little something like this. In what can only be called the second miracle on ice, Gordon Bombay's District 5 Ducks dethroned the reigning champion Hawks. An incredible finish had Charlie Conway making a penalty shot with virtually no time left on the clock. The surprising move, referred to as his, quote, special triple deke, unquote, dinged off the left post, wavered in the air, and eventually fell over the red line for the winning goal. I'm pretty sure... He went top right, but I'm going to have to double-check that. Um, I meant to double-check that before, but I'm pretty sure he the actual goal was scored top right from the video. Anyway, back to the article. Is that is that determined goalie-facing or? Player-facing. Player-facing. Maybe, maybe they went with goalie-facing, though. That, I mean, that could explain the discrepancy. But, okay, so it continues quote, I really didn't think I was going to make it. I mean, I was incredibly uncoordinated, says young Conway. And then they add another quote back to back here, which is kind of not what you're supposed to do. Quote, I knew he'd make it. It was just like in the movies, said Coach Gordon Bombay. And then it cuts off. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, quick question. Okay, do you think that this was like in the non remastered version. It was like dummy text. And then they like, <laughs> like, you know, kind of wrote this, you know, 20 years later. I'm going to say no, because there's another article later on when they announced like, Oh, the junior goodwill game team is made of old ducks and new ducks. 
and they go they have that and i could actually see the text on that too yeah but aren't there times when it's just dummy text oh that one's yeah that's what i'm saying like maybe this was just dummy text well why after that like 20 years later they decided to do some digital editing why would they only do that one though oh so even in the remastered version you can't see or or you can see that it's dummy text and yeah in that second one Yeah, yeah 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 i guess that's a good point all right Anyway, back onto our topic here, which we don't have Tommy to introduce, and uh, Macho doesn't seem up for it. Macho's so. passed out. <laughs> so he's had a long day of sleeping. <laughs> the topic today is the triple deke, and obviously a very important part. But I noticed we had never really talked about it before, so it seems like it comes straight from Bombay here. Does he learn it from somebody? Does he come up with it on the pond? Where do you think this triple deke originated from? Wait, you're saying from the Charlie? Or that Bombay knows? Bombay that, learned it from his dad, didn't he? He he might have. He might have. I thought that was like explicitly said at some point. He's like, my dad taught it to me, now I'm going to teach it to you. Doesn't he say that at some point? No. Are you sure? There's there's nothing. Is this really... something that I wrote in my head? <laughs> Maybe. Like... There's nothing really about the triple deke. Um, obviously, at the beginning he does it, and then he he's in the diner with Charlie, and is like, "Oh, I go and I triple deke, I fake the goalie right out of the pad, and he hits the post." Um, and then nothing is really happening. Uh, nothing is really mentioned about it until the end, it... when Bombay is like one, two, three, triple deke. It has to be something that they worked on, like post-practice or something yeah. i mean yeah. they definitely worked on it um but i mean my question is so bombay you think bombay just got it from his dad yeah i think i mean i think that makes sense or riley but but you don't see any of the hawks use it that's true so i would think that's like something that that made bombay stand out as a because he was you know good he had the talent to go all the way and i think that was something that made him stand out and it had to be something that he learned from his dad, unless there was somebody else like behind the scenes, like Hans or something. Yeah. So I mean, was this move then like very popular when Bombay was coming up, and then it kind of died out? No, I think like Bombay was the only one that used it. Okay, but he—if you figure he's that good—I mean, maybe, maybe I guess maybe after he him. did it, like there were some copycats, but nobody was as good as the original. Yeah, this kind of brings me to my next point, though is the most traumatic moment probably in Bombay's life behind his father dying is hitting that post in the Pee Wee Championship. So he fails with the triple deke. Should he have scrapped it? Are we sure does he are we sure that he triple dekes in that moment? It looks exactly like the triple deke. Oh, okay. Deke. I'm I'm having a hard time recalling here. Um yeah, because I was going to say, I mean, maybe he chose not to use it then. Maybe oh. he'd used it too many times, so he went with something else, and that's why he failed. Um, I think that's a possibility, unless it's pretty apparent that he does that. Um, I mean, he does it. it. It looks like he does it. And then in the diner, again, he says, he's talking to Charlie about the moment. He says, I go and I triple D. That's true. Um, sorry, what was the question again? Should he have scrapped it after that? traumatic moment i don't think so because it, it brought him so much success and i mean it you'd imagine after that it still brought him quite a bit of success if he was still thought of like it's not like he quit playing hockey after that um so i'm sure it still brought him a pretty decent amount of success um 
So I think it was ingrained enough in him. And maybe he thought, maybe he saw Charlie as being able, being like the one to perfect it, you know, mm. like being like the next, like better than he would ever have been or better than he ever was. Okay. So he is grooming specifically Charlie here then. Or is he, yeah, I does mean, he I tell us to the whole team or does he tell it no, just to Charlie? I mean, I, I think he and Charlie have a pretty special relationship. And I mean, obviously Charlie is the one that would have like the post-practice time with him. You know, Banks is off. Banks probably has like an own, his own personal coach. Oh, that's true. Um, and so Charlie is the one like spending time like on the pond with Bombay um, after practice or just like after dinner with his with his mom, yeah. you know. Um, so I think that's kind of where that forms and, and be, kind of begins to. Okay, I can see that. I can see that. Um Okay, so to answer this question, I'm pretty sure Charlie does go top right because I, in my notes, I say Bombay goes top left when he finishes the triple deke. Charlie goes top right um, when Bombay is with the waves, the Minnehaha waves in the minors. He finishes it shooting five hole. But Stahl goes triple deke glove side. So is there a way to finish it like i don't i guess i understood like a, a typical triple deke or a typical little deke it's gonna be the same every time uh, well i was gonna ask you so do we know for sure that bombay and uh and charlie were the same dominant hand oh that's a good point you know because i, I yeah. would imagine depending on which which is your strong hand you would finish your final deke i guess would finish yeah. on the opposite yeah side. you go forehand yeah 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 so maybe that's the case. I don't know if we've ever, um, and by we, I mean you, I don't know if you've ever done that research. I have not. Um, I, and I guess you could just shoot whenever after the deke. Like even if you're finishing it, you can go anywhere. With but there it. would be probably a natural like motion, right? Yeah. Like it would make more sense if you were finishing on the right to go left. No, because it'd be kind of awkward to yeah. like wrap back around and, and yeah, I mean, stay right. Yeah, I guess it depends on a lot of because you and you'd be trying to get the goalie to move to the right if you're finishing with the right anyway. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean you just want the goalie. Yeah, I yeah I'm confused, but so like if so if I'm if I'm going down yeah and like I'm finishing so all my weight is like on my right uh huh foot and you're right you're trying to get the goalie to go to his left because yeah you yeah know, like you're faking a shot there and then you would go left right. Yeah, yeah, you're like fa- you, one, yeah, 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 you're yeah, faking yeah. right and then going left. Yeah. So if you were the other hand, you would yeah, you'd it definitely be an affect it. Of it. Okay, all right, I can see that. Uh, back to Gunnar Stahl. He does the triple deke. Where do you think he learns it out in Iceland? I mean, I, I think the best explanation for this is they were studying film. Yeah, I mean, they probably were so in depth that they studied film of Bombay back in the day. <laughs> You know, I think I think I think the dentist is like that maniacal. You know, he he went that far back to try to get gain every single advantage. Yeah, and he's he's pretty crazy in terms of wanting to. It's almost personal between him and Bombay. Well, and and doesn't at some point Wolf say like something about his triple deke? Like he mentions it to his face. Oh, oh. 
I can't remember, but it sounds right. Like, I think it's right before, like, he slashes him. Oh, his, yeah, yeah, with... yeah. In the beach ball game. Or, well, after the game where they. I think the he, ball. he, like, overtly mentions it to him. So I think that explains it. Like, they, mm. they watched film or they did their scouting on, on Bombay himself. Okay. Okay. So you go in and you know Wolf the Dentist Danson knows this triple deke. Do you think Bombay tells his team not to do it in the shootout then? Um, ooh, that's tough. Well, and this kind of goes back to, because Charlie wasn't even playing at this point, right? Correct. So no, no, nobody else on the team would be using it. Like, they never used it. Oh, that you wasn't know? like their go-to move? Yeah. I could see that. I, you figure you win the championship with the Triple Deke. I'm sure after that moment, a lot of kids practiced it. Yeah, but, for sure. But I, I. But then there's also like the. I. I mean, you see it on in every sport. Uh, kind of. I mean, I'm obviously going to go back to basketball because I always do. But like, the sky hook that was Kareem's. Like mm-hmm. it was super effective. But he was like the only one that like mastered it. Okay. Um, you know things like that. Allen Iverson had just the crossover. You know, Tim Hardaway had the crossover. Um. Uh, Jordan in his later career had the fadeaway, and then Kobe after him. Like there are guys that master it and guys that don't because they put in the time to do it. And Charlie, maybe Charlie was the only one that put in the time to like make it work. Okay, I could see that. I could see the signature move, especially because in that shootout, if you're watching it, Bombay or Banks does something kind of similar to the triple deke, but then he loses the puck, so he just goes out wide and then he shoots it in, but. So maybe he was trying that and, it, and he just didn't have enough practice on it. Well, and Banks has like two, so many tricks up his sleeve. Oh. Like he's like, he's got a massive repertoire. Like he probably has his own special. Yeah. It's just like not as like, there's no lore behind it. So that's why we don't hear about it. Yeah. Do you think he purposely lost the puck a little bit then? I don't, just, no, I don't think okay. he purposely lost the puck, but I just, maybe he's just like not as up to speed on that one, you know, or, and maybe he was trying to like give a shout out to Charlie, like, or maybe Charlie's like, "Hey, use the triple D," mm-hmm. you know, and then and then Banks is like, "God damn it, Charlie! Like, why'd you tell me to do that?" <laughs> okay, okay. So triple D has really exploded in D two. It's it's gone across the pond to Iceland. You go to D three. There are these famous people now. Charlie gets in the scrimmage, tries triple D. Goalie makes the easy save. Um, is the triple D like? dead at this point well remember uh riley mockingly not riley um orion no no not the coach the uh, oh johnny riley the captain John, oh okay yeah oh, okay i've got him and o'reilly there, right? oh yeah, yeah, yeah um yeah so riley like uh kind of real smugly says to him you got to show me that triple deke man oh. at the dinner um so maybe it has lost a little bit of its luster like it's um and and i mean i guess it's it, it wasn't a super long period of time between the peewees and now. So it was what, like mm-hmm. four, three, four years? Yeah. In total. Um, I was going to say, like, sports change. Like, you don't, like, again, yeah. you don't see people doing skyhooks now in basketball. But I mean, four years, that's tough to, like, basically for a, a sport to evolve so much that nobody uses a, a, this kind of singular move anymore. But. Um, maybe it is almost like tired and old at this point because everybody, you know, kind of latched onto this team and, and kids are, kids are tired of it already. Maybe, I don't know, but, uh, yeah, he, you know, he says that and he says it mocking in a mocking tone. 
And obviously it gets shut down when he does it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, do you think that is part of the reason he passes to Goldberg in the JV varsity showdown? Like, if if he doesn't get stopped by the goalie in that scrimmage, does Charlie do the triple deke when he's got that break right at the end again in the JV varsity showdown? Um, I think there's a good chance. Uh, I mean, you, he'd obviously be a lot more confident. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, I think the problem with it, and I think Charlie is a smart enough player to realize that they've done their homework. Mm-hmm. Like that would be after a while, that'd be a pretty easy thing to guard against, yeah. you know, to kind of prepare yourself for. So it it's almost, um, I don't, I, I, to keep going back to basketball, it'd be like going right all game and then finally just going left, and, mm-hmm. you know, taking somebody by surprise. But so maybe that was his intention all along was to kind of catch him sleeping. So okay. Speak. A risky move though. Oh, very to, risky. To very give risky. it to Goldberg were there at the end. So at this point, obviously people are now looking out for the triple deke and does the triple deke survive beyond kind of this year or is it just too uh too popular, too well known that You're this is like Charlie's move in the sport of hockey or just for Charlie? I'm going to say right now just for Charlie. I think maybe Charlie puts it on ice for a little while. Maybe as a senior he brings it back out. Um, and, and maybe also he kind of only does it like if the game's in, well in hand. Oh, you know, yeah. It's kind of like a, like a, again, to go back to basketball, <laughs> like Red Auerbach c- cigar. Yeah. You know, um, maybe it's like kind of an icing on the cake kind of thing. Like almost a cocky way mm-hmm. to like kind of rub it in a team's face. I can see that. I, yeah, that would be a bit if he only pulled it out for like blowouts, and then he pulls it out like his senior year for the big moment yeah. in the playoffs. Crowd goes nuts. Oh uh, man, and that's a great story right there. Yeah. That kind of completes this the circle. Yeah, I think that is the lost like D four that we did yeah. not get right there. Uh, back to kind of your clarification question. Let's open it up then. Does the triple D survive in the realm of hockey? beyond this kind of explosion where everyone's doing it and it's become kind of the thing to do. I think it's kind of kind of similar in that um a lot of these things they are pretty cyclical. So maybe maybe it kind of goes away for 20 years and, yeah. and then it kind of makes a reappearance um and maybe it was maybe it is like one of the ducks that teaches it to their kid, mm-hmm. you know. So maybe it kind of comes back full circle in it so it takes like another generation for it to happen um but i think it probably goes away for a little while um just because it became so commonplace that it is a pretty easy thing to defend yeah um i think i think that makes the most sense for it to kind of lay dormant for a little while uh, and then maybe have a resurgence maybe around this time that's what i was about to say I agree with that. I think it's time for the triple deke to sort of make its resurgence here. Did let me? Did you ever triple deke in a game? So the triple deke at its core is just like three stick handles and then a shot. It's not really a, a actual move or like a deke, really. So I'm sure I've like I've never gone down and been like I'm gonna triple deke like one, two, three, <laughs> triple shoot. deke. <laughs> Never like in a serious fashion. I'm sure I've done it in practice and whatnot. But I'm sure like there is a way to modernize it to make it useful. And uh Moxie is 
doing something weird. Scratching on my couch. Oh, but I think, yeah, I think it's definitely time for the Triple D to come back and maybe a more updated form. Yeah. So what would your suggestions be as the, as the, as the resident hockey expert? Well, I mean, you're going to have to do it much quicker. I think if you do it quicker, I'm sure it just kind of looks like a regular deke, though. So, like, I guess there's got to be a point where it's, like, very identifiable as the triple deke. Let, let me let me reframe the question a little bit, I guess. So, is there is there a player, let's just say in the NHL right now, that has, like, a signature move that, like, you would put on par with this? Um, like Ovechkin or, or Crosby or somebody. The only one I can think of... Because Crosby, I mean, uh, Ovechkin has, like, the crazy, like, behind-his-head shots and all. all. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that's not by design. all-star shootout. Yeah. Uh, The only one I can think of, and I guess he's not in the NHL anymore. He plays in Russia. But Pavel Datsuk of the Red Wings, he had a move where he would go in and, like, pull a stick forward like he was shooting. But he'd catch the puck and sort of, like, drag it on his backhand, like, across the net and then flip it up. It's a very difficult move, but he that like sounds nearly impossible. Yeah, it, I mean, it pretty much was, but he he did it like three or four times in shootouts, so it became like the Datsuk move. But that would kind of be like that would kind of be the equivalent. But I don't think enough people kind of caught on and did it as like the Triple Deke did right here. Well, and it's probably one of those things where it is so difficult. Like he probably spent countless hours mastering that. Yeah. Um. And players just weren't willing to put in the work. That's why the skyhook disappeared. Mm-hmm. Because it's a very difficult thing to master. It's impossible to defend, but it's it's nearly impossible to master. So maybe it's kind of one of those situations where the deke, what the triple deke was that difficult, ah. even though you're saying it's pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe there's some subtleties to it that yeah. I don't get. Yeah. There could be. So yeah, maybe that's it. It's just too hard for the modern hockey player to really pick up although 10 year olds were doing it but it's still too hard nowadays this is always easier that makes sense back in the day all right let's move on here to the quack question if you are unaware we ask for your questions (laughs) (laughs) i'm stalling here because kevin did not have a quack question but we ask for your questions you send them in we pick the best one, and then we try to answer it. So, Kevin, what is the quack question today? All right. This <laughs> this week's quack question comes from uh, a resident favorite quackalite here, uh, and it's Totally Offside, who's at Totally Offside on Twitter. And the question is, was Ducksworth actually a good guy in D1? Interesting question here. Um, I, I believe we talked about this at, at some point a little bit. I don't think we've really fleshed out the whole Ducksworth angle. You have to think so because he keeps Gordon on even though he got a DUI and he, he keeps him on salary. He gives him a driver when the easier move would have been just to toss him off and, and just say, oh, you're fired. and Good luck. See, I think this is like a kind of a classic case of like nothing being black or white. Like he has an incentive to effectively rehabilitate Bombay because he's a really good lawyer. That's true. 
also, I mean, it's a good thing that he did. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's, he's on, on the one hand, he probably at some level, at least is looking out for Bombay and hopes he get his life, gets his life in order. Um, and then he's totally shitty down the line whenever he's like in cahoots with, uh, Banks's dad. Yeah. Phil um, Banks. And th- I, and I think that's kind of just, I mean, it's like that in life for a lot of people, you know, like you do some good here, you do some bad there, you know, it's kind of, kind of washes out. Um, so I don't know if you could qualify him as a good or a bad person or guy. Um, I think what he did for Bombay ultimately was a good thing. And I think Bombay Mm -hmm. would agree with that. Um, but then he, I think he kind of shows maybe a little bit more of his true colors in the whole bank situation. Yeah. Everyone's got their motivation. So, yeah, he, yeah, he definitely had motivations to uh, rehabilitate Bombay. Couldn't get that out for a second there. Uh, because Bombay is such a good lawyer. He also gives just under $15,000 to the Ducks for their equipment and stuff like that. So, those are both good things. Mm-hmm. Good for the community. He doesn't even... Uh, squabble when there's no logo of the law firm on jerseys or anywhere really on the Ducks paraphernalia. So I that's mean, they nice. were the Ducks. So <laughs> yeah, but it's not the Ducks worths or anything like that. Yeah. And then with Riley and Banks, you figure he's probably Banks's lawyer, and Phil Banks seems pretty rich. So he's probably trying to protect. Oh yeah, he's trying to protect his business. Yeah, so I can understand the motivations for for uh, Ducksworth there. So I don't think he's the villain by any means. Yeah, agreed. But yeah, but I mean, could he have handled things better? Definitely. But he's got a business to run. Yeah. So if he doesn't have his business to run, he doesn't have the opportunity to make that that to give Gordon that break. Yeah. You know, so to speak. So it's kind yeah. Of a, it's like that. Catch twenty two there. Yeah, it's just the world we live in. So yeah, very actually very nuanced character, yeah. Mr. Ducksworth, when you think about you it. You have like, to do a deeper dive in it. Yeah, yeah. Really really well done there. I guess it's a documentary, so really good editing, I guess, to show his his grayness, I should say. Anyway, quacktech.com. Go there. Contact us. Twitter at quacktechpod, Facebook.com slash Quacktech Pod. Go to the shop, buy some things. Father's Day is over, but get some um some late Father's Day. Yeah. Some Fourth of July. Presents. Yeah, get some Fourth of July gear. Um get some late Father's Day gear. Uh school's coming up in like two months. Get some back to school gear. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh just get it all. You just stock up now and you'll be good in the future. Or just keep buying stuff continuously anyway. Um, go to iTunes, give us five stars, tell us what you think of the Triple Deke and when the time is right for its resurgence. Uh, be on the lookout for trivia. For those of you who are, who are participating in trivia, I will be in contact very soon here. And remember, Ducks Fire Together. Quack, quack. That one didn't throw me off this time. <laughs>